We got an update on Jake Muzzin. We'll preview the Leafs and Wild game tonight. And what's Toronto's biggest concern right now? Find out all that more on today's edition of Locked on Leafs. Your Locked on Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother from TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. With me, my co-host of the show, it's Dave Morissuti from Sportsnet, also a writer for the NHLPA. And just a reminder that this is a daily Maple Leafs-centric podcast, so be sure to subscribe to the show for free wherever you get your podcasts. You can now check us out on YouTube, Locked On Leafs. And Dave, we uh we must have ruffled some feathers out in Vancouver because yesterday we kind of got to talking about JT Miller and and the kind of the bombshell that Elliot Freeman dropped on the broadcast, and all of a sudden our views explode into the thousands on that clip that we put out there of us discussing JT Miller. So you can go check that out. We'll also have full episodes. We're pulling out clips. We've got a whole bunch of stuff cooking over at the Lockdown Lease YouTube page. So go subscribe uh, there. And like we said yesterday, at 500 views, we're going to do a giveaway of some kind and then a larger giveaway when we get to 1,000 subscriptions. Not views, subscriptions uh, is what I meant to say. So make sure you go subscribe and, and get yourself uh, involved and, and make yourself eligible for these giveaways once we hit those plateaus. But we got a fun show here today. Uh, it's a game day. Leave some wild. That'll be taking place later tonight at the Scotiabank Arena. Should be a solid one. The Minnesota Wild, real solid team, and, and Toronto looking to snap a, a three-game skid. Usually they play up to their opponent. Hopefully they can do the same here tonight. But before we get to that, uh, we got an update on Jake Muzzin. We're also going to play some cosign, no sign later as well, a game that we always love to play here on the show. Uh, but an update on Jake Muzzin. So uh, obviously everybody remembers the hit that he took on Chris Weidman in the game against the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, stayed overnight in Montreal. They did some tests, ran some tests, and he did not go with the team to Columbus. He ended up going the next day back to Toronto uh, to rest up. And today there was a series of moves that was done, and I'll go into it, uh, Dave. Dude, Puckpedia, can we give a shout-out to Puckpedia? How great are they? Just displaying all the information that we needed here uh, to kind of follow along with this Jake Muzzin stuff. They make us sound smart, even though we have absolutely no idea sometimes about the salary cap. No, the salary cap is ridiculous. But Brandon Pridham, the Leafs assistant general manager, is just a genius, a capologist, and is able to circumvent this thing realistically to the best of his ability, better than anyone else in the business, to make sure that they take full advantage uh, of every loophole possible within the salary cap. So, the series of moves that was made today um, that went into Muzzin eventually landing on LTIR, uh, but he, Muzzin first moved on to IR, injured reserve. And then Rasmus Sandin was sent down as well. He makes $894,000. But coming up was Brennan Manel and Christian Rubens up to the main show. Um, and it actually ended up making their cap space projected cap space 217,000 in projected cap space down to just 
thousand dollars is all that the, all they had after making those moves, which actually sets the which somehow makes it better for Toronto to be cl- as close to the cap as possible. Because prior to those moves being made, if they were to place Muzzin on LTIR, it would have only allowed them to exceed the cap by $5.41 million. But by making these moves, you can now exceed the cap by $5.62 million. So you add an extra you know, 210000 essentially to your cap space. And Look, every dollar counts when it comes to the Maple Leafs and trying to, to uh, accrue as much cat space as possible. And uh, so with Muzzin, eventually did end up getting put onto LTIR. And uh, I would assume that Rasmus Sandin will get called back up eventually. Uh, but the question is now with Muzzin, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be out for the year and that this space is now readily available if he's he does have to miss a minimum of 10 games or 24 days so that's the the minimum requirements for a player to miss if placed on LTIR and that was the case a little bit later today the question is is he going to be ready to return in 10 games or within a month or is this something that maybe the Maple Leafs and Jake Muzzin are okay with keeping him out a little bit longer term and maybe doing what Mark Stone decided to do where he said, you know what? I got this bat lingering back injury, maybe some extended time to rest up and that really get going in the playoffs. Could that be a situation here for the Maple Leafs? And then that allows them to really be aggressive at the deadline. Should they want to make a a bigger move than just the tinkering or the insane cap gymnastics that they would have had to go through if this is not part, uh, if this was not done. Yeah, I, I think when it comes to like Muzzin, like this is a head injury. It can be good one day and then the next day it could be we worse. The, they're always so hard to predict. And this is his second major head injury of 2022. Like, let's yeah. not forget, like this is the, the proximity of these injuries is pretty close in that, like, let's just give him the time that he needs. You know, he might have other ailments, too, that we don't know about that could you know use a little bit of healing up it would be the way that he was playing it seemed like he was kind of laboring out there he wasn't he was seemed a, a step slower than he was uh earlier in the season it could be age catching up to him but also could be the fact that there's something else there and uh you know getting the opportunity to fully heal up from those injuries could also be a benefit along with the head injury you're right yeah and like when when it comes to, would you rather have Jake Muzzin in the lineup? Yes. But would you rather have a Jake Muzzin get injured again closer to the playoffs? And, you know, now you have kind of this the idea of, okay, if we, he's on LTIR right now, we know we can make moves now to kind of mitigate his absence rather than not make this move and potentially lose him closer to the playoffs and you didn't do anything to really address it or in the playoffs, worst case scenario, right? Like you've seen uh, it twice uh, before, literally the last two playoffs, they, they, you know, he had that whiplash injury against Columbus in the bubble. And then last year he went out in game six against Montreal and Tyler Toffoli's on record saying the second Muzzin went out, we knew that was it. Like that was, Mm -hmm. we were going to win that series. And that happened in game six, like late ish in game six. So, you know, there's, uh, there's 
it's a weird predicament and it's it's going to be tough to you know have that conversation with Muzzin cuz he's clearly a, a pro and he's going to want to play i think my microphone i may not have my uh, my <laughs> my yeti mic on here let's 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 change that tell me if my audio changes it should it should be a little bit more clear anyways um a little behind the scenes for the listeners there but when it comes to Jake Muzzin, it's going to be difficult as a pro who wants to play in every day. He's a super competitive guy um, to just not play hockey for the next two, three months. May not be an easy sell. You know what I mean? And and he may feel like he's ready to go at some point. But again, it is a head injury. and You've got a whole life after hockey to worry about. I mean, look how long it took Sidney Crosby to kind of fully get over that major concussion that he suffered um, you know, way back in the day at the, was it the new year's classic? He kind of took that hit. And there was even a game before that, where I feel like there was an issue there, but around that Christmas new year's, uh, hit that Crosby took, it took him about a year and a half to really get out of that funk and stop experiencing symptoms. You hope for the best for Jake Muzzin. Hopefully he can take his time, um, to get ready. And if it just so happens that, you know, it works out for both parties where, he is ready to go by the end of April, ready to go for, for May. I think that's best case scenario, realistically, on both sides. You know what I mean? You you allow Jake Muzzin the, the, the time he needs to heal up, heal his body, rest his mind, uh, and then also at the same time, you open up that cap space to allow Toronto to go out and bolster their lineup if need be. Yeah, and after what we we talked about with you know the JT Miller Miller you know potential rumor this wouldn't happen if Jake Muzzin was in the lineup because we know that trying to fit that cap hit is not easy to do cuz the Leafs would have to do some serious cap shenanigans to get it to work because this isn't just a move for this season it's a move they have to consider for next season as well right you know Jake Muzzin they can they can obviously make a move like that and not worry about this year with Jake Muzzin being out. Next year it's a different story, but I, I think with Jake Muzzin being out, we're not even considering making bigger moves. Like this is what Tampa was able to do with Kucherov out. Yeah, you know. Well, Jack Eichel and, and like Jack yeah, Eichel Vegas is doing it right now. Right, Vegas doing it right now, and you know we kind of. And I'm not going to say that we ragged on them a little bit and called it like conveniently inconvenient because now the Maple Leafs are kind of in that scenario and you feel for your player. And it's like, actually, yeah, like if you are ailing, take all the time you need. And then if, if you're ready to come back by the time the playoffs start, and you feel comfortable. Perfect. That works out. That works out for you. And, and you know, Toronto would be better off with Muzzin in the lineup. But, you know, for a team that luckily got off to a good start, they have a decent cushion. Um, they may be able to allow themselves to not have Muzzin in the lineup and still get into the playoffs, still get into the dance, and most likely still end up with with you know one of the the same third place in the division spot that you would have anyways, realistically. So we'll see what ends up happening uh, with with Jake Muzzin if they end up keeping him on LTIR for the rest of the regular season. Maybe he's even not going to be back in the playoffs. Maybe this is a much longer term issue you know we've we've also seen that happen where concussions um and head injuries maybe jake muzzin says maybe i want to retire you never know what 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 could come of it 
But uh, for now, he's going to be on LTIR, and the Maple Leafs will have to decide what to do in the next little bit with just a, about a month away from trade deadline. Uh, some other unfortunate news that Maple Leaf fans kind of woke up to today. Uh, Rodion Amirov, the team's 2020 first round pick. Um, some sad news that uh, Kyle Dubas is announcing that Amirov has been diagnosed with a brain tumor and will not play the rest of the regular season. Uh, it was discovered while undergoing treatment for another injury. He's currently in Germany undergoing treatment. His agent, Dan Milstein, uh, sharing that he is skating three times a week and working out every day. He is in good spirits, so he's fighting the fight. That's good to see. Uh, but his agent also tweeted out an email. So if anybody wants to reach out and wish uh, Rodion Amirov well, uh, you can reach out to him at uh, his email, which is amirov at goldstarhockey.com. Amirov at goldstarhockey.com. You can wish him uh, a full recovery there. And I know that us at Locked On Leafs wishing nothing but the best for uh, for Rodion Amirov. It's it, it's it's so unfortunate uh, for this to happen to, to anyone, let alone uh, a young 19, 20-year-old kid. Um, so, you know, fight the good fight, Rodion. And, uh, you know, if you guys want to send out an email to, to also wish him well, that's Amirov at goldstarhockey.com. Uh, why don't we hear a word from today's show sponsor before we get to our least wild preview, and then we'll play some cosign, no sign a little bit as well. Yeah, so today's episode is brought to our friends at Bet Online. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is getting going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Right to the Olympic coverage. Obviously, that's over now. But if you were looking for <laughs> even more uh, sports information, they got it all there. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Yes, and uh, you can go make a wager on the Wild and Maple Leafs game that'll be going down tonight. Uh, I'm Mike DiStefano. Alongside, we got Dave Morissuti. We're the host of Locked on Leafs, a, a daily Maple Leafs podcast, which you can subscribe to on YouTube. You can also find uh, the audio version wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, but yeah, tonight, Maple Leafs and Wild, you've got two of the top teams in the NHL uh, coming in, in and, and for a good old clash. But Toronto hasn't been playing well as of late, obviously, uh, on a three-game skid. Meanwhile, you got the Minnesota Wild coming in. They're 6-4 and four in their last 10, just a little bit over 500, but still a pretty solid team. Uh, what are you expecting out of tonight's tilt? This is going to be a heavyweight tilt. I, I just remember the last time these teams played each other, it was the first game that Mitch Marner missed with his uh, shoulder injury. Like it was a that was a while back in December. The Minnesota Wild are no joke. Like they are a team that you know it ain't a guarantee that the Leafs can come away with the win. They lost that game four three in a shootout. I mean Kaprizov is one of I think he's one of like those guys like on another team that I enjoyed watching so much. He's he's really brought this Minnesota team kind of out of that, you know, not so fun team to watch. People are like, yeah, they play pretty well, but they're not the most entertaining group. 
I I would pay money to watch Kirill Kaprizov play hockey whenever I I can get that chance. Like he's just that good. I will say though, for the Leafs, when you look at the Wild, they they got they've they've got some injuries that they got to be careful. I, I think Mike, you probably have a a good bet on who's missing. I know that Zuccarello missed the last game. Yeah, it looks like Zuccarello as of now is probable for the game. So good chance that you could see Zuccarello, but uh, Jordan Greenway is doubtful. Uh, He's, you know, a good rugged third liner that they have there. And Matt Dumba, uh, who's been out for, uh, you know, he's going to be out for the next couple of weeks for them as well. So Matt Dumba will not be there. So both teams missing uh, a pretty important part to their blue line. Obviously, Jake Muzzin not going to be there for Toronto as well. Uh, outside of that, they're they're relatively healthy at this point. Um, so, you know, both sides not going to have uh, an important blue liner on that team. But you look at, at both of these, you know, both of these squads and they got to try and turn it around because, you know, the, the Maple Leafs lose of three in a row. But, you know, just take a look now at, at the Minnesota Wild. They've lost three of the last four and, and they haven't like when they lost they're really not getting good goaltending either. So this is a chance for Toronto coming up against, uh, you know, some poor goaltending of late. Perhaps they can take advantage and finally start filling the net. Coming off a 4-3 loss to Ottawa the other night, they lost 6-2 to Florida. They lost 6-3 to Minnesota. They allowed four goals to the Detroit Red Wings um, about a week ago or a little bit more than a week ago. So they haven't really been, um, what is this now, One, two, three three, four, five, five games in a row where they've given up at least three goals, um, which is something that Toronto has also been doing. So goaltending hasn't quite been the strong suit for either team in this game. So it's going to be interesting I, for me, if I'm from a betting perspective at like betonline.net, I'd be betting the over in this game for sure. Um, they seem to be going over. You look at the Minnesota wild, literally their last one, two, three, four, five games have all gone over. And the Maple Leafs, I, I'm sure the very similar situation for the Maple Leafs, where it looks like one, two, three, uh, three of the last five have gone over. One's a push, but just one of their last five has gone under. So, you know, the Leafs are going over as well. So if you're betting this game, I would take the over, uh, to be honest with you. But uh, overall, what are some of the weaknesses outside of the goaltending that you think the Maple Leafs might be able to take advantage of here and, and maybe vice versa for, uh, for Minnesota? Yeah, I, I think for the Leafs, you know, they got to take advantage of a Minnesota team that's clearly missing a guy like Matt Dumba, who's crucial on the power play. Like, I, I think, you know, without him in the lineup, their power play is kind of, isn't the same. And yeah, like they've come, they've had some impressive victories, like that one against Edmonton where they won seven to three. They've also lost some pretty, you know, piss poor games that they needed to win, like Winnipeg, you know, a division opponent. Yeah. So, like, if I'm the Leafs, I'm thinking about, all right, we got to get a good start. And if their goaltending isn't, you know, doing so hot, you got to, you got to get your chances early. And I, I think stopping Kaprizov is going to be like number one focus. Like you, like we've talked about guys who have thrived for the opposing teams. We talked about Line with with uh, Columbus. I talked about Caulfield and Anderson with Montreal. 
those are the guys that were the you know that that brought it to the Leafs and they couldn't it, they failed in that assignment. So if I'm the Leafs, your assignment is Kirill Kaprizov. Do not lose that assignment because it has not gone for well for you the last few games. No, it hasn't. And let me just take a peek at his game logs too. I mean, this is a player. He's got 62 points in 47 games this year. Like he is sneakily rising up in the uh, up into the upper tier of the scoring category here within the league and just take a look at this last thing i guess last night in ottawa or a couple nights in ottawa he was held pointless for the first time in five games but he's got nine points in the five games prior to the loss to ottawa um so this guy's coming in on fire he is one of the most premier dynamic players in the NHL, and absolutely, they're going to have to make sure that they keep on this guy. They're also going to have to make sure that they can keep up with a team that that can play physical. You know, like this is a physical team, the Minnesota Wild is, and and we've seen that they have sometimes shied away from that physicality at times against the bigger opponents. You know, we saw it happen in in St. Louis. We saw it happen, you know, a couple of weeks ago as well when they were taken on. Um, why am I blanking on the team? Uh, Calgary, you know, they, they shied away from, from that physicality and they got worn worn down a little bit. You know, they got to be able to dish it out here. They got to prove that they can play uh, a playoff-style hockey against a team that's got some skill but also plays, you know, a, a heavy brand of hockey. And, and I think that's something that the Maple Leafs are going to have to make sure that they do in this game. And another uh, thing to keep an eye on, I'm, I'm going to just point to, Matt Boldy. Ooh, key player that has like I remember I wrote about like for sports and I write a lot of the new stuff when he got called up. I'm like, this is an interesting move. They brought him up and then they also brought up why am I? I I'm like, oh, um, Marco Rossi. Like, they brought both these guys up together and Boldy has been. I mean, if he started with the season earlier, I think this is a guy that could have been in the Calder Trophy conversation. Yeah, he had a hat trick like a week ago. Yeah, against Detroit. Yeah. Like, that's another guy. 16 points in 17 games. He's almost had a point a game as a rookie in the NHL. He's only 20 years old. Yeah, Matt Boldy. And this is a good player, man. Like, six foot two, buck 95. He's got a little bit of size to him. He's a good player as well. So, yeah, he's another one that the Leafs are definitely going to have to key in on and make sure that they don't let him go. Ryan Hartman's having a, a fantastic breakout season. For them, Kevin Fiala is a, is a terrific goal scorer. Uh, Erickson Eck is ex- extremely hard to play against. He plays a solid two-way game. They got a, a bunch of good, good players that Toronto's going to have to try and go up against and match. And for a team, you look at that second line specifically, they're going to have to show up because unlike Montreal and unlike Columbus, this team has depth and waves of depth. So you can't just shut down one line and hope that that's good enough because they got guys who can come at you from all different angles, from multiple different uh, lines. So you got to make sure that you can match that and also get that that uh, that production from people that aren't named Bunting, Matthews, and Marner. And and that's really is a big thing too. They got to get that second line going. They really do. I thought they played okay in Columbus. It was definitely a much better effort, um, especially defensively than it was in Montreal. But now you got to get that offensive production to start going. Dude, in the last calendar month, John Tavares has two primary points. Two primary points. He's gone 14 straight games without a goal at five on five. His longest streak since 2012. That's got to end. That's got to end. 
and hopefully it ends here uh, against the Minnesota Wild. So should be a fun game, should be a good game, though. Like we said earlier in the podcast, Maple Leafs tend to play up to their opponents, and last time this game went to a shootout. Perhaps, you know, we got another shootout in store, at least a, a close game, but at the end of the day, I think it'll be a good one. It'll be a fun one. It's two highly talented uh, squads who, who like to do a lot of goal scoring and lately don't like to do a lot of puck saving so i think it could be a high scoring affair as well uh anyways we got a jet though uh good fun podcast today dave uh tomorrow uh we'll uh break down the game against the leafs and the wild it's tonight at seven o'clock i believe this is a tsn game so you can check it out on tsn4 you could listen to it on tsn 1050 i know that's a fact the tap man We'll have it. Uh, but that's going to do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On These Podcasts on all podcasts and platforms. If you daily these content, follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morisuti. Follow the show on Twitter as well at Locked On Leafs. And go subscribe to us on YouTube. That's Locked On Leafs on YouTube. Uh, we'll be back with another episode tomorrow to recap the game against the Leafs and the Wild. Enjoy the game. Until then, keep it locked right here on Locked On Leafs.